Get 15% off the fullest entire product line with code the fullest podcast at checkout. One of the main ingredients in our product line, saffron, has been proven over and over again in clinical double blind placebo trials to be an effective form of treatment for depression, anxiety, and ADHD. Saffron has been used by many cultures for thousands of years for these purposes, and now the research is here to finally back it up, proving that plant medicines and ancient healing practices can actually be an effective alternative to pharmaceuticals. From caffeine-free latte powders to saffron baths and capsules, there's something for any modern woman looking for ancient healing. Again, that's code the fullest podcast at checkout for 15% off. I hope you enjoy your new daily saffron ritual. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Fullest Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Bostwick. And today's guest is Jen Cohen Bogan, the founder of Blue Jay Bikes, a sustainable and fashionable e-bike. The brand is showing 100% growth year after year. She's a graduate of UCLA and Harvard Business School with an incredible background in the fashion and beauty industry, working for fast-paced companies and helping them achieve explosive growth. After the birth of her two children, she completely transformed her direction and career and now makes the chicest e-bikes on the market with a large celebrity following, counting Kourtney Kardashian, Gwyneth Paltrow, Melissa McCarthy, and more as fans. And she used her customer-centric lens to design the e-bikes that didn't yet exist, which are beautiful, powerful, and easy to maintain. Jen, you totally converted me. And I'm just so excited to have you on because before meeting you, before going on a ride and actually getting on a Blue Jay bike, I was not into e-bikes at all. And I just absolutely loved my experience. I love our bikes. And I'm just really excited to share about Blue Jay with our audience because I think, you know, just meeting you and understanding the difference between what you've created and what's out there and why I might have an aversion to the other ones, like it makes total sense. And so I'm just excited to kind of have this conversation for so many reasons, because not only do I love your product, but just being a woman founder, being someone who decided to leave her career and do a total shift, having children, staying in business, like all of those things are things that I'm interested in and so excited to chat with you about. So I guess like maybe where we can get started today is transitioning from those brands that you worked with. I know Guilt was one of them. And these are like really big brands that you were with. And obviously you have a lot of experience that you came out with that you then felt you could take a risk on yourself, but still taking a risk, having two kids, like, and this is a self-funded company. It's such a big deal. And also something that, you know, you weren't necessarily in the bike industry, right? A completely new industry. So tell us about like what that decision was like for you and how you kind of leveraged your background and, you know, took that risk and how it also maybe helped you as a mother in some ways, obviously having your own thing and how it hasn't maybe supported being a mom in some ways too, just because, you know, being an entrepreneur means 24 seven. So yeah, lots of questions, but like maybe just a little bit of history about that. 
Well, first of all, thank you so much, Nikki, for having me on here and for sort of telling my story so beautifully. And in, in, in a nutshell, um, that was a great summary of the journey that I've been on. And it was really fun meeting you back at our event in October. And I'm so glad that I've introduced you to e-bikes and that you're really enjoying it because that's exactly kind of my passion and what, what drives me and why I'm doing everything that I'm doing. But yes, I'm happy to share a little about kind of how did I how did I get here because I certainly never envisioned myself in the bike industry or e-bike industry since I, I didn't wasn't even aware of what that was and had spent most of my career in fashion at Gelt and at Bloomingdale's and then later in beauty at Sephora within a division called Kendo Group where we were launching brands for Sephora and other uh, and, and creating beauty brands that we were launching all over the world founder based beauty brands and, and that's where I feel also working closely with LVMH executives that were brand builders. And I just, it was such a learning experience for me. But at the same time, and that was when I had two young kids in my life. So I was, it was funny. I was just talking to someone who um, worked for me at that time. And she was like, oh my gosh, you just, you just had Adrian and she just had a baby. And she's like, I can't imagine traveling all over the world like you did. And I was like, I know, I know. I can't, I can't believe it. I mean, but it was, it was an exciting time. And it was, that was kind of that fast paced environment. And I think when I first had kids, I didn't want to really admit that, Hey, my life needs to change. I can't, I can't have it all. I can't do it this way and still be fully present at home and giving everything when you're when you're you know giving so much to just your career. And so at that point I did, I said, you know, I have to kind of take a step back and my kids were two and four at the time and reassess. And I, I felt that I had had so many good experiences of being at a company right at this explosive time of, gro of growth, like back during the early days of guilt, and then seeing this explosive growth we had in all these different brands we were working on. And so, I, and I also was seeing the evolution of social media and how that was changing the landscape in terms of advertising and marketing. And I felt oftentimes I was the youngest exec in the room trying to explain, you know, that this was coming and that we really needed to market to younger people in a different way than what we were used to seeing TV commercials and things like that. And so I felt like, gosh, I, I have always been, you know, my dream has always been to have my own company. And I always knew that even from before business school, but my thought had been, let's not just, I need to get the experience first. I need to really understand, you know, I had been a, a strategy consultant and I also wanted to, and I had been a, a buyer, I've been um, a marketer. And so I had worked with all cross-functional types of teams. And so I felt like, hey, I'm I'm ready to take that leap. I feel prepared to start my own company. So yes, that's that's scary, as you said, to to self-fund. Um, I think also because I had been a part of these early stage companies and then the roles I was in, I felt I I had the you know unique privilege of making a lot of board decks. And, you know, it was it was always about, you know, having to like show the story to investors. And I felt like sometimes we were spending too much time on the board decks and not enough time on the customers or whatever it was that we were supposed to be doing. And so it was for me when I was thinking about the self-funding versus taking on financing, it was really about control and not wanting to have to spend time answering questions and just feeling like, you know, my co-founders, my husband, because everything is joint and, um, and just feeling like, hey, you know, 
I feel confident. I've, I feel like this is the right time. And I just need a product and an idea because um, I think I know the type of company I would like to build. And I can talk a little more about that later. But culture was at the is at the core of the type of company I wanted to build. And this was pre-COVID. So, but but I didn't, you know, want to have other people experience the same thing I did of when you have a really, really young child, you know, being away in the office all day. But, and I, you know, was thinking beyond beauty products. And I thought, I'm just going to take this time out. We had moved from San Francisco to um, Marin County. And I had not lived in the suburbs since high school. And it was just a real a change of pace. And I just said, okay, I'm just going to take some time. I'm not going to look for anything. I want to just be with my kids and, and figure out the next steps. I, I always kind of joke a little bit then. I, you know, I spent six months, six months doing that and said, oh, I got to come up with a business idea real quick. <laughs> um, so, but <laughs> uh, and knew that um, ultimately long-term, like I, I wanted to create an environment where I could still have a career. I feel like I had a lot to do I, I, and to give still. It was very, felt early in my career. I feel blessed to have the education that I've had and I feel like the need to do something with that is definitely a driving force. And so I, you know, started, it just sort of happened naturally that I was thinking beyond just, you know, beauty, because I'm like, everybody knows kind of that formula. Are there other industries where, you know, I could really bring a lifestyle, a product to life? And, and I really want to create a lifestyle brand. And that's kind of like the overarching umbrella. And so when I rode an e-bike for the first time, which was here in Marin, and I'd seen people on them dropping off kids at school. And I was kind of like, well, what is this? What's going on here? And then actually my husband told me how expensive they were and I was like, oh, forget that, you know, a bike. And, and so it kind of went a few months went by. But then finally, I don't know if we were bored one day, but I, I said, okay, let's go try it. And my husband was like, all right, let's go, you know, and we went over to the local e-bike shop and um, they have this hill. And the, I think the second I rode the bike up the hill, a light bulb just went off because it's like, you know, there's this, there's this endorphin rush of riding a bike, you know, it's a dopamine booster. It's, it's been proven in studies. And it, it also, there's also like a nostalgic effect to it. I think for a lot of people who as kids, you know, you're first kind of like, I'm getting away from my parents. Yeah. Your freedom type of thing is like riding your bike and going with your friends somewhere. And that's kind of just a real special magic, but there's also a lot of reasons why we don't do it. I mean, namely because we have our cars and that's a lot easier usually. And there's a whole lot of excuses. And so I just saw something where, you know, I live in a very hilly area and I saw something where oh my God, I can just ride this thing right up a hill. I could be carrying stuff. And it's like, it's like this magic of riding a bike can come back, but it's now practical. And so I thought, oh my God, why, you know, why is, why doesn't everybody have one? Um, this is kind of crazy. Like you think like this must've been invented like really recently. And I start doing some research. I'm just curious. And it's no, it's this technology has been around and actually it's taken off in Europe and it's like, they're like leap years ahead and it's actually completely taken over the market. And it's very, very nascent here in the U S and the reason I'm finding out about it is because I happen to move to a town that's very bike passionate and there's biking everywhere. So that's, it was like all around me. And so that was, it was, that was, so I just started to do some more research and I started to, you know, test ride all the different bikes on the market. And I thought, 
oh my gosh, like this is a light, this is, nobody was approaching it the way I, I was trained my entire career. You know, how you approach a customer first, customer centric. I love how you said that because everything I do. My experience in visiting bike shops was, it was very kind of an experience geared towards maybe an expert in that area. And you felt a little not welcomed, let's say, if you didn't know a ton about the mechanics or things like that, you know, or the sport. And so I felt that this product was sort of trapped and not really, you know, able to let the true audience see it. I just, I love what you touched on with the bike and the magic of a bike and why we don't do it because I had, you know, that was my experience. I loved riding a bike. I loved the freedom of it when I was younger. Obviously, I wouldn't use it all the time, like you said. I mean, I'll never forget on my 16th birthday, I actually got a bike instead of a car. And I, I ended up getting a car shortly after. I just wasn't like on schedule, you know, with all the permits. Mm-hmm. But I used that bike everywhere. And like in college, you know, I used it all around college. I went because I lived in Oregon and it was just like you said, just very bike centric. And I feel like yeah. in general, college towns are. And it's like you grow up and you kind of lose that and more and more we're just inside all the time. Like I say this a lot on our podcast and I find myself inside a lot because I'm working inside or I, you know, you forget to go outside, especially if you don't live in a place like Marin or a place where like the outdoors are really valued. Obviously we all value the outdoors, but we forget, we get bogged down we go to gyms, like we go to workout classes and doors and, unless you live in a place where, you know, luckily I live right by the beach or somewhere like that, you kind of just stay indoors and you don't get the amazing benefits of being outside, getting the sun on your skin, having the wind truly, I mean, you know, getting into like, you know, the ancient rituals and the woo-woo stuff, like I'm all about that the wind is giving your body information, like all Mm -hmm, of the elements mm -hmm. are giving the body Mm -hmm. information when you touched on this aspect of, I want to build my own company. Yes. I want my own time as a mother. I don't, and I want to build a company where other mothers and other people don't have to be away from their kids all the time. Like you did. And I completely agree. I think a lot of building a brand when you're setting out to build an actual brand, it's more of the culture and the lifestyle, not the product. And then the product is like, after obviously and you it is customer centric and you want to solve this problem but i think from the beginning it's like what is it that i want to inspire in people and what you're inspiring is getting people outside getting people to remember that feeling of the magic the endorphin rush and all that so i'm really excited also because i am that person that's like oh i don't want to go up the hill i don't want to go exactly you completely transformed that for me. I mean, my husband and I had this like ongoing joke only on his part that I didn't know how to ride a bike, but I'm like, no, I know how to ride a bike. I just haven't, you know, done it in a really long time. And so for me specifically, I just, I, it was really a beautiful, beautiful experience. Your store is so amazing in Newport. If anyone's ever visiting or if you live down here, obviously we have a lot of people down here um, just because we're based here that listen. But I I think, yeah, just getting into the fact that your e-bike is really different than the other e-bikes on the market. So can you tell us more about that? Not only is it so beautiful and offers like really great features, 
but it, it, it is like really distinct. So tell us more about that process. So I think, you know, my goal, I didn't invent like all the joy of, of bike riding, but for all the reasons you said, we just don't do it. And there's just a lot of reasons not to. And I think when I had my prototype here, because my methodology has always been, especially because it's my own money, it's like, I, you know, we start small, we build a prototype, get some of my friends to test it, you know, ride them around, you know, and build from there until, and I, there's a lot of research and things leading up to going into production. And, and even once I had my samples, you know, then I'll have a small amount that we can ride around and test and see. And so things would happen where, I mean, here's the thing, I'm not a cyclist and I'm also so, you know, my friends know I'm not like the most like, hey, let's get up at five in the morning and go do whatever. So for me, you know, when it came to dropping the kids off at school, I mean, part of the reason I saw the whole beauty here is because it's so much easier. I can kind of cruise right up to the front with the kids at drop off and don't have to get backed up in the line. And it's really convenient. But I can tell you, you know, on a cold day and I hadn't had my coffee yet. And I was like, I really thought to myself one day, well, I'm just going to. I got to just take the car because I got to put the coffee in the coffee holder and that's in the car. And I thought, you know, that if I just send the bike needs to have a coffee holder, obviously, and that can't be an excuse next time. And so it's stuff like that. It's like us riding, you know, it, and now it's like the broader team. And so it's really, once again, comes from customer centric. Um, and I, I designed this bike for, you know, I think there's a much bigger group of people out there that would, would go out and ride a bike and would do it. And uh, if, you know, some of these negatives that people see or just it's not negative, it's just you're too busy. And so if some of these things that you're worried about, oh, my gosh, I have to get to the next place. I don't have time to ride a bike. I have to take the car. And that was me every single day. And next thing you know, I'm in sitting in this box, you know, to and from work. And then I go and you're just almost you feel like you're just in this like cycle. And the second you. Like you said, you're on the bike. It's not just the, the pedaling, which somehow releases endorphins, but it's you're hearing the birds, you're wind in your face, wind in your hair. I have customers that text me like literally I'm smelling the roses and it's like the smells that you smell and especially seeing more and, and people smile at you, especially if you're taking a bike path, you know, think in, of all the road rage when you're in a car and then how your commute could be totally different because five different people smiled at you and, you know, you saw mom walking in a stroller and some cute dogs and like, it's just a totally different, it's like can change your whole outlook. And the fact that you could just build this into your daily routine, these like little endorphin boosting moments, I thought this is really applicable to a much broader group than the, you know, very small group of people that are willing to like put on the cycling gear and like get on the road with all the cars and like go up some crazy hill. You know, that's a, that's a unique group. And I think that they're, and that's amazing. That's not me. And that's not a lot of my friends. So I wanted to make sure that people could sort of enjoy all the benefits when you have this technology and the bike is the most uh, efficient form of transportation. You know, some other things that really fascinated me about when I really started researching is that if you look at any sort of mechanical or, or transportation object, and you were to look at it in 1890 to see something that looks almost the same is absolutely amazing. They didn't have cars then. So it's like, it, it's, it's something where this has really stood the test of time. And you, you know, when I went to Europe to do research, you know, and I said, I'm going to start an e-bike company in the, in America. And they're like, 
everybody laughed at me. It was like, ha, 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 you know, you're never going to get Americans to ride bikes. They're too obsessed with their cars. You're never going to do it. And I was like, okay, well, that's great. You know, that's I thrive on that type of a challenge. And I think, you know, Americans would do it if this, that, and the other box were checked. So that was my bet. And seeing how it, it, it just made so much sense from not only just you could maybe, you know, if you have parking problems and by the way, a lot of my customers ride these are riding these miles and miles per day. But for me, even just going a short trip, like a mile, it's nice because I don't have to deal with the parking lot and I don't have to deal with like all this other stuff. And so for me, it's, I think that most bike companies, you know, approach it from starting with like what the, you know, whatever they're specialized in, in terms of bikes, whether it's mountain bikes or road bikes or, and then let's put a motor on it. And I think that there are certain sport focused specialties that are doing really amazing bikes. And I took a lot of cues from e-mountain bikes and things like that. Like for example, the type of brakes that they're using are hydraulic disc brakes. And those are as strong, those are what cars use. Those are what high-end mountain bikes use. I was shocked to find when I was test riding that most e-bikes were not using these brakes. They were using just regular old brakes you'd, you know, put on a cruiser bike or, you know, mechanical disc brakes at best. And, you know, for me, test riding, you know, you're cruising up a hill and you're breezing up, which is just a, such an amazing feeling. But once you get to the top of that hill, you might have to go down. And that's where it could be really scary. And I heard a lot of stories of people, you know, going down. And once you're going down a hill, you know, you start going really fast, 30 miles an hour. I mean, you know, really fast. And if your brakes aren't working, like that's, no bueno. And so I, you know, for example, when I manufacture in Taiwan, and that's where most of the high-end bikes in the world are made, um, and it's a small community, which I like. When I was test riding these bikes, and I insisted on hydraulic disc brakes as part of the spec from the get-go, we got in a car because where we were was pretty flat, and they drove me to like the highest hill in, in Taiwan, and, you know, loaded me up with a bunch of water bottles on the back and a huge boulder rock on the front. And I rode up you know, rode up that hill. And then I remember running, writing down and being like, oh my gosh, if this is, uh, this is, this company's not going to go very far if this, if this doesn't work, you know, if this isn't safe, at least I just rode it first. And, and the bike handled it. It gave me a lot of confidence. So, and I and after having test ridden so many bikes that I know would not have been able to, I, I almost felt it was a bit of a mission that, that this was going to be a, like, there's no doubt that e-bikes were going to have a place uh, and they were going to be a, big, a growing market in the U.S. They just make too much sense from an eco perspective. And I haven't even touched on that. But, um, you know, anything reducing cars is, a, is, is music to any city planner's ears. You know, so there's going to be incentives and, and as more and more on the road and people become more confident with the concept and even understand what it is, because that's a, a big part. We're really in the early days here in the U.S. And so I knew that there was going to be a place and I just thought, you know, first of all, there needs to be like a beautiful bike like you would be wanting like you would want to see European style all the ones I was looking at look like motorcycles or look like somehow we're missing this one category of like beautiful kind of commuter bikes but also had to be designed with the idea that this was going up and down hills so the geometry of the Blue Jay everything is designed with this intent it's not just like let's slap a motor on a regular bike which is of course how I built the first prototype but the handlebars are a little wider because that adds more stability there's all these little thoughts that are in there that because this was designed for with this specific rider and intent and customer in mind. And so I think that's really what sets Blue Jay apart. We I focused on quality parts all along the way from our Shimano gearing, which is the you know best of the best. Everybody in the bike industry knows that, um, to our Tektro brakes and and um 
it was funny because we had a, I was told in our Newport store, a 13 year old came in yesterday and was looking at our sport model and, um, and basically told his mom, we were the real deal because he was calling out all of our amazing um, parts and, and he knew his stuff in terms. And I was like, he does, he knows his stuff and, and how we did our motor and how it's different. You know, you can definitely buy a cheaper e-bike, but you know, you, you don't always buy the cheapest car you can get. And there's reasons for that. Um, yeah. And this, this is like, this is a lot of value packed in for, you know, the lowest price that I could, that I could, you know, get it to. And, um, and I think, you know, you're getting a total package with racks that are built for putting kid seats on and putting loads on in both the front and the back and things like that where I'm borrowing ideas from the cargo bikes. I'm borrowing ideas from mountain bikes. I'm borrowing ideas from your regular road cruisers. And so, you know, all of that, I think, is it's, it's just the approach. And you're not seeing a lot of, I would say, female-founded or anybody, you know, bike companies um, or e-bike companies. It's not like the easiest thing to, to just, you know, pick up and do. Hi everyone, I want to tell you about Jen, who I recently met. She's the founder of Blue Jay Bikes, and I met her for a ride along, and I was so impressed with the company. They fully won me over, and my husband and I, who were not previously sold on e-bikes at all, decided to get a set for our family. These e-bikes are not only gorgeous with more color combinations than any other e-bike on the market, but they also have top-of-the-line tech and safety features. Blue Jay is design obsessed and strives to fit every lifestyle, offering add-on options like beautiful woven baskets, children's seats, and coffee cup holders. We have the children's seat add-on as well as a trailer ride for my four-year-old son Truth to ride on behind us. I love that it gives our family the opportunity to be outside together without the kids tiring out. I also love the fact that it's a pedal assist bike rather than having a full throttle that I saw was a problem with other e-bikes because they were too fast and dangerous. With a Blue Jay bike, it's easier than ever to choose a bike instead of a car, get fresh air, and create effortless and fun routines and moments that inspire you. Life is short. Enjoy the ride. If you've ever considered purchasing an e-bike, now's the time. We're offering our listeners 10% off their Blue Jay order with free shipping and assembly using our exclusive code NIKKI10. Hey everyone, I am so excited to share with you a company that I've admired for so long called Shepherd's Dream. They've been devoted to making the highest quality all natural bedding on earth made from eco wool, organic cotton, and responsibly sourced latex. The reason I love their heirloom quality mattresses so much is because not only are they free of anything harmful, chemical, or synthetic, but they actually offer all wool, 100% wool mattresses that don't have any springs in them. And from some of my interviews in the past, I've actually learned that some of these springs can be conducting energy along with different telephone poles, wires, cell phone towers, things like that. So if you really want the most restful sleep that also is not conducting any energy in terms of EMFs, this is the mattress to go for, to have for your family so that you're wrapped in pure, safe, healthy, luxurious comfort that's gonna last for years. Discover the practical magic of mattresses and bedding that honor you and the earth. For 10% off your Shepherd's Dream order, use code THEFULLEST at checkout. So what drove you? It was like that challenge that inspired you to, you know, create it. I'm assuming is like really what you're 
saying, and I love that. It's like, you aren't going to buy the cheapest car. You're going to buy the car that you think has the most value packed in for what you get. And it's beautiful and all the things, right. And you, I also, to that 13 year old point that they were asking their parents about too, and sharing. And another thing for a parent is the fact that, can you share about how the gear, well, the throttle versus like a pedal assist? Because I important distinction obviously like there are different e-bikes that have the various ones but i think that also adds to the experience of it all still being a great workout right and safe yes when i first i actually had a throttle put on the my first e-bike that i made where we converted a cargo bike to and put a motor on it and with my local bike shop and i i really actually wanted the throttle because that seemed cool and I would say about a year in it started misfiring and like it would just kind of like think it was think you were pushing the throttle throttle when you weren't and it would shoot the bike forward so I thought oh that's not good and I started doing research into and talking with the motor company about throttles and they were like yeah 95 percent of any accidents and problems are the throttle and like it's like if you're gonna have a throttle then you really should be riding on you know a road and yeah. that's a different thing and that's another thing that's fine but like that's a whole set so if we're talking about being on a bike path where you've got pedestrians and you've got dogs and you need to adhere to a certain speed limit there's that element of it you know of and it's so there was a fundamental like this actually can cause more defects you know it is kind of makes it too easy to accelerate and especially if kids are doing this you know and we've had there's this has happened here in Marin recently where you know we've had some some fatalities from from this type of stuff and so I'm definitely very passionate about giving other options than some of the like leading you know brands especially direct to consumer that I think quite honestly you know they're marketing bikes that really shouldn't be for you know under 16 years old to kids so it's gonna it's such a small niche it's gonna get more and more attention as more and more people are doing it but I'm already kind of seeing it and so I think having those safe alternatives. The thing with the pedal assist and people, it's almost like you have to kind of try it to truly understand it. The pedaling with your feet, it's so intuitive and your feet actually, I believe, respond, can respond a lot quicker to something going on. And so not only are Blue Jays um, just pedal assist, but there's something called a torque sensor in them. So let's say you put it up on level five, which is the highest level you can go on a Blue Jay. And so there's like five different levels of power. If you're pushing down the throttle and then all of a sudden there's a curve, let's say coming up and you see it a little bit too late. I mean, that's going to be, that's, you're, you're going to skid out. If you're on a Blue Jay and you're on level five and you see that curve, the first thing you're going to do before, even before your hands would react is your, your foot's going to come off the pedal a bit. The second that it feels that you're pulling back, either braking with your hands or p- kind of just pulling back, like not pedaling is hard. It pulls back power. It starts to say, wait, okay. And there's e-bikes that have just a regular, you set it on level five and it's going to always give you level five no matter what. To me, that was more dangerous because knowing how your body reacts and what can do quickest, having something that is taking what your feet are doing on the pedals is in the industry the safest way to configure it. And so that's always what Blue Jay's trying to do. That makes a lot of sense because I 
you know, at first I was like, I don't know if I'm going to go on the highest, but it felt so safe and so intuitive for me. I mean, I'm really, really, really impressed with what you've created. And it kind of takes me to the next question, because I know that you have two different types. You have the premiere and the sport. Can you share with us like a little bit about that? And is there another one on the way? Can you tell us? Because <laughs> I want to know. Ooh, this might be like very insider leaks off the press. But yes, yeah, so I so I started with the one model premiere, which was really I designed for myself and to be honest. And then it was just like, okay, let's see how this is received. And it did so well that I decided, okay, I'm gonna design a second model for the same purpose, which is like riding around, riding with the family. Um, and our kids were small at the time. So we were hitching up the burly bee and um, putting them in the kid seat in the back and that type of stuff. And so then I designed the sport for my husband who has multiple bikes. He has a mountain bike, he has a road, he has all these. But this is his one that he likes to like, you know, go to the market or ride somewhere with the kids with. And so with that, I was making something that had a little more off-road tire. You know, he wants to go to the baseball field, wants to go uh, gravel or whatever. Um, and a bit higher motor power to adjust, thinking also about like an, a weight adjustment and just a little more like an, an SUV where it's like on-road and off-road and things like that. And so to me, I'm thinking, okay, I have a mom bike and I have a dad bike. Well, uh, what you know, I remember a few years ago where you know, with our kids vacationing in Carmel, and it was very hilly. And so the kids are like, where's our bikes, mom? So I said, hmm, okay. <laughs> I don't know about this. Like, let's see, you know. And so I started to toy with the idea of a kid's electric bike. And, you know, the first barrier is that you to do it the way I want to with all the features I want, I still can't, I can't do it for the price point, you know, that I would originally wanted to. Because even though it's smaller, it's still all the same parts. And so um, while I found a way to get the cost down significantly, it's, you know, I, I was nervous because it's a lot to spend on a kid and obviously kids are growing and all of that. So I thought through that a lot. So I think I just, I was just like, okay, I'm going to order some samples. I talked about it with my manufacturing partners. We came up with it and I said, just send me some samples and let's see how it goes. And it's, it's like our lives have changed since we got those samples because my children who are now bike right, they're eight and 10. They love riding bikes. We do have a hilly neighborhood and it's like, they are, now even so much more willing to want to go and jump on the bike and do these long trips and family trips. I was astounded. And then a lot of parents, parents of my children's friends were texting me and saying, what's like, what is this? How can I get it? And so I decided, okay, let's move forward on this. So we're doing a limited run that's going to come out in the back to school timeframe for this year of kids. Oh bikes, And it's going to, you know, it's like, we tested, there's a, not many other on the, there's not many other ones on the market um, in terms of like a legit bike. Um, I've seen like a lot of little like scooter looking things and like little mini motorcycle looking things and stuff like that. But there's not like in terms of a true bike, but there's a few others and they're quite expensive and, but we were riding them and testing them. And, and so everybody feels that this is just like a knock it out of the park and we've got a way that we can adjust it. So if your kid grows, it can, you know, grow with the kid, probably take over like two bike sizes, you know, but then there are, you know, at some point, yes, we're going to have different sizes going on up going all the way up. So like I do everything at first, I don't do it huge. I do it small. I want to test. I want to learn. I don't want to uh, overinvest in something that 
you know, where we might learn something down the road. So I always look at that like kind of close group as, you know, people that are going to give me feedback and, and help us grow it. But there's a lot of excitement. So we are super, super excited. That's coming later this year. And to me, that's the dream is that this is really a family concept. It's a family lifestyle brand. And so if your kids are young, then you can put them in the baby seat or you can put them in the lightweight baby buggy or kid buggy. I mean, I had my kids in there at six and eight even. <laughs> Squish, yeah. So yeah. you could you you can do it. And then on up to the next stage of, and I would say really an eight-year-old is like the young age on this just because I don't, just because I think that's the age that they can really be responsible, at least, you know, yeah. from what I've observed, and I don't feel comfortable necessarily taking on younger. So it's really meant to be kind of like this eight to, you know, let's say eight to early teen bike, and we'll see how it goes. But it's just, it's, and then the next thing I would say, if you want to hear about it, accessories. Yeah, because that's a huge part of like what I love that you offer. So to me, it was, you know, the accessories were kind of part of the initial idea, which was, you know, I was looking at a bag to attach to my bike and I, why couldn't I get a cute one? And, you know, this just seemed like a real miss. And so we've really expanded our basket line and we're going to continue to do that. We've obviously got the um, cell holders and the coffee holders and the drink holders and mini portable speakers and all kinds of fun stuff that we like to ride with. Even sometimes my husband's the one who introduces me to like new fun things. But I will say um, there's definitely a couple new categories that I've been wanting to get into that I just have not spent enough time on. I think my first focus was like get the kid stuff, get, get all the kid gear in order. But now I would say pet is a really big area for us in Newport, especially. We have a lot of people coming by with pets asking us about different carriers and uh, you know, in the past I just would you know I was, oh, stick them in a basket which is what <laughs> you know safely on the side but I think there could be much more um it's top of my mind because I just got two new puppies and so thinking about what it might need you know we might need stuff that's a little more fur lined and and yeah. um so that's something that we're looking into that we're very excited about and also you know and this it all comes from my lifestyle, what I'm doing, you know, what am I doing and what am I observing? And one thing is we as a family are moving to Park City for a couple of years later this year, which is great because that's, we're going to just going to continue to build in this market. And um, that's an, I mean, that's just an amazing outdoor market, but it's definitely a little chilly there, I would say, <laughs> um, and snowy, which I love, but I don't know why I can't ride a bike. So I'm definitely looking into some elements that might make it more comfortable to ride a bike in colder weather. Snow tires. So you're not like icy <laughs> going downhill. <laughs> I'm so curious what you're going to come up with, but I love that you're informing a lot of the design and you know, all the research and development on your lifestyle, because that is, you know, it's perfect. It's a family lifestyle brand. I love that. And now you have the dogs and they're going to be part of the research. It's such a beautiful and sweet story. And, you know, you definitely have that eye and that background and that drive and every, all of the elements that it takes to really go forward with something like this and build an awesome brand that's going to enhance so many other families' lives. And I think that's so important. Probably just like feels so good too, because it's a way of giving back. Like you were saying, you have so much to give and that's part of entrepreneurship, I think. 
is that feeling of like, I do have something to share with the world that's going to really support other people on their journey and their lives. And I love that your whole family is part of it and that your husband is your co-founder and you guys have taken this risk together and how exciting to go into a new market. And my husband is obsessed with Park City. I mean, we thought at one point like that was going to be where we would split our time. And so I am really curious what you're going to come up with with that move because it's just going to develop and grow. And I just can't wait to watch the company continue to expand. And I love everything that you've created. And I really do believe that it's something that does enhance, even if you're not, you know, someone who's married with kids, like it can enhance anyone's life. And so that's, what's really cool about it too, is it's something that everyone can partake in and even the animals. So that's really awesome. (laughs) I know. And I, yeah, no, thank you for having me on here. And it's so rewarding to hear you say that um, because really it's hard, you know, as you know, it's, it's like, you have to have a drive and, you know, there are days where you're, you know, it's like, you don't, you don't feel as motivated and you're tired. And I think that, you know, for me, it's like being able to get other people to just have to share this lifestyle. And it's really just about finding those little moments in the day where you kind of break out of your, whatever, you know, is you're in and kind of get some fresh air and, you know, just be connected to your surroundings. Um, I just, if more people can can do that, I do think that that is something that really helps with mental health and just overall, just overall happiness and kind of just realizing like, hey, we we get all in like our small, you know, little like bubbles of whatever's going on, but like, hey, there's this huge world out there. There's a lot of stuff going on just in our own backyards, whether it's nature or what. And so to just get more people to to ex- just experience like what's right in in front of them. It's especially if making it not removing the barriers and the reasons why people might not do it. And also, you know, the more people out riding, then the safer it becomes. And the more we get, it's like a snowball effect where then we push for more bike paths and we push for more infrastructure to support this. And I think it becomes even more a bigger community and more of a movement. So thank you for having me on here to share my story. Yeah, of course. I'm I'm really, really looking forward to seeing how you know, Blue Jay Bikes contributes to that. I agree. Like the, just that push for changing and adding more bike paths. And also just in general, like how can, obviously people can go on bluejaybikes.com and check out all of your offerings. But, um, you know, you also mentioned that in the fall, you'll be coming out with like that limited edition. How can families who might be really interested in signing up for that or being like the first to know, how can they um, maybe be added to a wait list or do something so that they stay top of mind for you guys. So please share with us like how people can connect with you guys. I think the best way is to follow us on our social channels at Blue Jay Bikes and then to sign up for our email list on bluejaybikes.com because that is definitely, we, we very much value our community and we go to them first with anything, whether it's offers, whether it's um, new products, whether it's to receive feedback. We're actually right now doing that and wanting, because a lot of what we want to do is, I mean, I mentioned coming from my lifestyle, but it's also coming from what we're hearing the community wants. And that's what we want is more people telling us how they're using their bikes, what they're doing, so we can just kind of further grow that. So definitely, please, please, please follow us, sign up for our email, and you will be the first to know. Awesome. Thank you so much, 
can. And yeah, also if you're in Orange County, definitely visit their store. It's so cute. And I noticed that you can also rent bikes now. Is that right? Or take the, do yes. a ride? Oh, yes. And if you're in Orange County, you come by the store for sure. We can rent bikes and you can, we have um, demos available. You can just come by and take a test ride. We have a really fun little route and we're going to be partnering with some of our local neighbors to come up with some fun routes so we can have little perks along the way. So it's such a great community. It, there's so many fun brands. Like I couldn't believe in Lido. It's like every single one of my favorite brands. So we just feel that we're the spot that we're in. It's just great from the community and everybody that we're seeing around. So yes, come visit us and I'd love for you to meet the team. Awesome. Thanks, Jen. Thanks guys. Thanks for having me.